You wish somebody would come and fix this. You wish that you could wave a mag magic wand. You feel defeated before you're out of bed. You feel overwhelmed by the things that you have to deal with. You feel maybe a little heartbroken or just completely kind of, I, I don't even know what the right word is, but I just, with every cell of my body, felt like life was punching me in the face. And now a quick word from our sponsor, Element. Some of you may know I've been battling migraines for a while and my doctor hadn't found any solutions for me. I was so sick of taking medicine. So I talked to a few of my pro athlete friends and their trainers who told me I was probably missing important electrolytes. I ordered some elements spelled with the four letters L-M-N-T, which has essentials like magnesium, potassium, and sodium. And over a 30 day period, I saw my headaches decrease by about half. I'm hooked, so I reached out to the folks at Element Headquarters and now we're working together to help more of you. Electrolyte deficiency or imbalance can cause headaches, cramps, fatigue, weakness. For those of you fasting meals or doing intermittent fasting, uh, electrolytes can make the difference between feeling great and feeling like garbage. You know, when you sweat, the primary electrolyte lost is sodium. Athletes can lose up to seven grams a day, and when sodium isn't replaced, it's common to experience muscle cramps and fatigue. Anyway, I drink one pack mixed with my water before working out in the morning and one later after dinner to hydrate for the next day. Want to try a free sample? Go to Drink Element. That's drinklmnt.com forward slash Brian Elliott, E-R-Y-A-N-E-L-L-I-O-T-T. And they will send you all the flavors to try. Shipping is just five bucks. My personal favorite is the chocolate because I put it in my protein shake. I also love the orange salt. There's a new watermelon flavor to try. I'm excited for you to check it out. Anyway, get on it. Now back to our episode. Hey, I'm Mel Robbins. I'm an international best-selling author, and you are watching Behind the Brand with Brian Elliott. Hey, I'm Brian Elliott. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Brand. I'm back with the amazing Mel Robbins. We're here again at AKA Beverly Hills, back again, reunited after all these years. It seems like yesterday. It does. And yet it's been a long time. Almost five years. Um, I guess what we should do first is this. Uh, yes. Which is a fantastic segue into me asking what is new? <laughs> well, uh, this guy right here. So the timing is really good and I know it takes a while to write a book. Uh, maybe now that you are this experienced veteran author, maybe you cranked this thing out, but like- Are you kidding me? Roll the clock back. When did you, cause the timing is perfect, but like when did you start this book? Well, there's multiple ways to tell this story. What I didn't do, so if we're gonna go behind the brand, is I did not do what everybody probably thinks, which is if you have this monster success, which is what the five second rule organically became, a um, couple million copies sold, 36 languages, um, millions of lives changed by this simple science-backed tool, it would have been a smart brand move to go, oh, okay, I should probably write another book. I should probably have the five in it. I should probably time it in a certain way to make it seem like it works well with the five second rule. That's not what happened. That's not what happened at all. So what's happened since I've seen you in the last four and a half years is I have been freaking busy. I became the most booked female speaker in the world. I have released five audiobook titles with Audible, all of them, um, have been just fantastic collaborations with Audible. I have launched a daytime syndicated talk show with Sony Pictures Television. And we um, were 
in the middle of finishing up season one, so we were on episode 167, taping it at the CBS Broadcast Center, went on March 10th of 2020, uh, the world turned upside down because of COVID. And at the time, I was supposed to be finishing up a book that I had not really started actually writing. Like I had been writing and writing and writing and writing and writing and writing and, writing and nothing and this was is your coming. Pub- publisher probably I had been working at your on a saying, new book for hey, we gotta probably get this next three book years. Out. Hey, when's this thing coming? The timing is right. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, and everybody was kind of saying, look, you have half a million students in online courses. You've got five audiobooks that you've cranked out. Why can you not produce a manuscript? And, you know, the fact is, is that I, my brain, whether it's the ADD or the dyslexia, it's very hard for me to get the things in my brain onto a piece of paper and into a sentence that makes sense. And I was having a very hard time, despite the fact that everybody around me was like, can't we just take an online course and transcribe it and turn it into a book? Can't we just do this? Can't we just do that? But nothing felt right to me. And I think it's really important whether you are writing a book or you're starting a restaurant or you're writing a business plan, you have to understand that good ideas take time. And if you are working and toiling away like I was, yeah, you're right. Because if you just throw it out there, right. uh, yeah, and, and you know, actually, it's a really good point that. because there's this idea that you should just ship it. Yes. And that should come with a caveat, which is, don't ship something that's garbage. Well, you're talking about Seth Godin's principle around you should well, just ship it said because too, right? he's talking he about said, procrastination um, if and you, overthinking. If you don't feel like throwing up when you launch your product, you, it's too late. Like, <laughs> you know, you should do it sooner. But I really, I, you know, I think... Your but advice, I'm talking about something different. I, in, because that, I was busy working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was busy producing. And it wasn't that I was saying, I feel insecure about this. I was saying, this actually doesn't feel like the right idea. Yeah. Which is very different than going, I'm scared. Is it ready? I don't know. Da, 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 which is the procrastination, the resistance, yeah. and the self-doubt yeah. that really stops people. And I think that I just had this sense that when you have something that is a physical product versus something that you're listening to, that there was a different experience that I wanted people to have in reading this book. Right. And so what happened is March 10th, they uh, walked into the CBS Broadcast Center and said, we found COVID in the building. Mm. And with five minutes notice, they canceled the show. Everybody out. Everybody out. Like 60 minutes, CBS News, Entertainment Tonight, us, everybody evacuating. What's going through your mind? Are you thinking... What the hell is going on? Temporary setback? No, I'm like, well, you could feel the walls closing in because that was the week that the final four canceled the nba canceled broadway canceled so it was like you could feel it coming right and so what i really thought was as i was pulling onto the west side highway to drive back to boston and new york city is disappearing in the mirror is i was really thinking are you fucking kidding me (laughs) like after 12 years of clawing my way out of nearly a million dollars in debt after finally getting the liens off the house after reinventing myself so many times 
this is what's happening yeah. at the age of 51? Well, and this is your moment, right? Like you finally, like your ship I, has arrived. Yes, I, my ship has arrived. I've got, I'm fulfilled a, a, a lifelong dream to host a, a daytime syndicated talk show. Seriously? Yeah. I'm fired from my dream job? Fate whoosh, pulls the rug out from under you. Completely. And then the next thing happens is the publisher, Houghton Mifflin, says, uh, Mel, we're going to cancel the publishing contract. And that money that we gave you for the advance, we'd like that back now. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And then every speech. What was the justification behind that? Like, Oh, I, they were so entitled. I hadn't delivered a manuscript in 18 months because I had been working on a daytime talk show and I was toiling away on the weekends trying to figure out the book and nothing felt like the right thing. Yeah. And I thank God every day that I actually trusted my instincts on this. Yeah. But when they said, we need the money back, I'd already spent it. There was no PPP loan yet. Mm -hmm. Every speech started to cancel. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of how I was making payroll. And so I started to panic. And so for the first three weeks of the pandemic, yeah. actually, I you kind of just like triggered me a little bit. Can I say that? Like, I just got goosebumps because when we talked about this when we talked last, that, and, you know, you and I, like a lot of people, um, all over the world, I got just completely clobbered by the recession. And, you know, I left a perfectly good job willingly uh, at the end of 2007 and sailed right into the perfect storm and then just. Yeah. And so that feeling of panic, like, oh shit, what's happening? And actually, it's a lack of control yeah. that feels so scary. Yeah. Um, that resonates with me. And then it became very amplified because our kids have their college experience implode. So they come home and they're angry and grieving and anxious and uncertain. And the whole world around us is, a, is upside down. And everybody was in a state of fear. You know, this was also the moment where nobody was bringing packages into their homes. Everybody felt like the, the apocalypse had happened. Mm -hmm. It was full on lockdown. We're terrified for frontline workers. We're terrified to touch anything. Masks weren't even a thing, if we all recall those first three weeks. And so, you know, that was the backdrop for this idea coming out of nowhere. And, you know, my brand of self-improvement has always happened to be fall into well, a hole and you've also been or the one and like, now you know at the front of the parade waving the flag saying you're on your own no one's coming yeah yeah right. exactly get to it yeah and so i was i woke up one morning in april of 2020 and you know the fact is the backdrop doesn't even matter because what I was feeling is something that everybody feels at some point, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're just going through your day-to-day -day life and you're a high school student. And that feeling is waking up one morning and feeling completely overwhelmed by your life yeah. and uh, feeling like you wish somebody would come and fix this. You wish that you could wave a mag magic wand. You feel defeated before you're out of bed. You feel overwhelmed by the things that you have to deal with. You feel maybe a little heartbroken or just completely 
kind of, I, I don't even know what the right word is, but I just, with every cell of my body, felt like life was punching me in the face. Mm -hmm. And so if you've ever had somebody break up with you, if you've ever been fired, if you've ever applied for your dream school and not gotten in, if you have been trying to get pregnant and you can't get pregnant, if you wish you could find somebody that you would fall in love with, like all of these things that, that can cause you, you lose somebody that you love, you wake up one morning and realize your health is really horrible because you've let it go. I woke up just with that sense of dread and I dragged myself to the bathroom and I start brushing my teeth. And it was in this moment that I discovered what I call the high five habit. This moment where I'm looking in the mirror and my first thought is, oh, you look I, I love because hell. you look great. Um, yeah, you laugh I have said that you to can myself relate. before, it's true. We lie to ourselves. Everybody does. See, this is what I want to blow the doors open on. It's, it's bigger than this, actually. There is an ugly and disgusting habit that every human being on the planet has right now. And it's part of everybody's morning routine. We talk about meditation, we talk about exercise, we talk about like all the things you should do to set your mornings up, but everybody has skipped over a habit that every human being engages in and is a habit of starting your day with self-rejection. So based on our research, more than 50% of people don't even and can't even look at themselves in the mirror. This is men and women. They're either disgusted by how they look or looking at themselves makes them feel bad about themselves because of whatever they haven't dealt with. 91% of women don't like how they look. And so most, and I think it's probably that high for men too. And I know, because I've been researching this for more than a year, and we have 106,000 people from 90 countries right now in a five-day challenge, and in real time we're seeing this play out with people, that the majority of people are uncomfortable or will not look themselves in the mirror in the morning. Hmm. And so as you are brushing your teeth right now, what's part of your morning routine is to either reject yourself by not actually looking at yourself it's or right. to look I've, at yourself I, I and focus a few on the things more you can't stand or that you need or, to fix. Uh, hair growing in the place I don't want them to grow. Yeah. <laughs> or, you yes, know. yes. And, and I think, oh, the circles. Of course. Right. It's it's a little invent take inventory of how I'm doing. I woke up. Oh, you look like shit again. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But this is part of everybody's morning. And we know based on research that what you focus on in your mood in the morning impacts your productivity and your fulfillment and happiness but, all So that's long. not what you're talking about here. Oh, Self-affirmation you know, or affirmation in the mirror, I'm work. good enough. Or big smart enough. It doesn't work. Gosh darn it, people like me. Yes, Stuart Smiley, no, it does not work. And yeah. let me tell you why. For four decades, if you're 53, you have been telling yourself the exact opposite. And your behavior has demonstrated to your brain that you don't think you're good enough because you have picked yourself apart every morning and you have ignored yourself in the mirror. The silent killer. It is. Yeah. I'm like, I am so passionate about this. The five second rule is extraordinarily powerful. So, so is this kind of like negative self-talk? It's no. kind of what you're talking about. Wait, this... wait, wait, like I'm, this, is, this is going to go so deep, you cannot even believe it. I'm ready. 
So that morning, basically what happened is once you start picking yourself apart or ignoring yourself, your subconscious mind will drift even into more negative. So then think about what else you do in the morning as you're standing there at the sink. You start thinking about your day. I start thinking about what I haven't done. Yes. Oh, I'm, I was supposed to, or I should have. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. If I look at, you know, if, if I'm feeling puffy or something, I think, why did I skip the gym yesterday? Yeah. Yes, or why did I drink so much last night? Or why did I get up so late? Or it is quiet and it's, it's in my mind. Email. Like, this is what everybody does. Yeah. So thank you for admitting it. Casual. Loud. You're no. right. It's sort of running like a program in the back of my mind. Correct, because it, it, you have been repeating this, this thought pattern for so long. Yeah. And this it's little stuff too. It is uh, now that you're making me think about it and analyze. Up your Even this morning, I, I, as my dog was looking up at me, and he's like my best buddy, and I was thinking, I should have taken him for a walk last night. I blew it. Yes. I feel guilty. Yes. But I didn't register. It's just sort of again, it's a program running in the back of my mind uh -huh. that I'm not aware of. Correct. I need to close the windows, maybe. Correct. Yeah. And what's interesting about it is, is nobody understands the profound impact that it has on your entire life experience. Because if you have a subconscious programming running in the back of your mind every morning that boots up and starts your day, this actually is the source of people's insecurity. Because you have begun your day by rejecting yourself. So of course you go out into the world and you look for validation somewhere else. Most people are people pleasers, not because they actually care about what other people think. Mm -hmm. It's because they are insecure with themselves. If you can't even look at yourself in the mirror, yeah, you or will like absolutely you're, go out what you're alluding to is sometimes you have to else. criticize others to bring them down to your level, how you feel. Mm -hmm. uh, this has been something revolutionary for me just in the left past five years, you know, our YouTube channel has really grown. It's doubled in size just like this last year. There are some haters. And what I have discovered is that, or my, my theory is that those people are just very sad about how they feel and it's just a projection, right? And so that happens out in, in the world as well. So, I mean, it's well, yeah, like your relationship with yourself is actually the foundation of every other relationship you have. Yeah. So if you stand in right. front of hurt the mirror people, and people. you annihilate yourself, you will go out into the world and do that to other people. Yes, but it's even, I think, bigger than that because if the pattern of treatment to yourself is self-hatred. Yeah, I agree. I think it is repeat that maybe insidious is the right word because it's, it. it's quiet, it's hidden, it's subtle until you just sort of brought it to my attention. It was a program that was running in the back, but undiscovered or un... Mm -hmm. um, unconscious. And what's amazing and what, I, what I'm out to teach the world with this high five habit is how to use science to unlock programming that's in your brain and in your nervous system. Can I go to back to that actually sh show? Reset your mind so and reprogram the whole thing it got entirely. canceled. Yeah. The book got canceled. Yes. Um, I mean, did you have to let people go? I mean, that, that must have been completely it was devastating 135 people were fired from their jobs yeah. and um, you know I my team is smaller and so we had to do a lot of shuffling 
Um, we didn't thankfully let anybody go right away, but come midsummer when it was clear speaking business isn't coming back and other things aren't happening. Yeah. Um, and the PPP loans weren't even like a thing yet. And so it was really scary. Yeah. And so here I am standing in the bathroom feeling all of that. And I'm doing that kind of program in my mind where I'm picking myself apart, rejecting myself. And now I'm drifting into the day and every thought, just like your thoughts, just like everybody else's thought is now making me feel overwhelmed and less capable and more burdened and more defeated before I even get a cup of coffee. I don't know what came over me, but I literally, without thinking, just raised my hand and gave the woman I saw in the mirror a high five because she looked like she needed one. And it wasn't like that first high five was when the lightning struck. It wasn't that the heavens opened and the angels sang. I wasn't like, this is my new book. Like that was not what happened. Yeah. All that happened is I felt a switch flip inside me. And I noticed a, a big shift in energy. And I kind of went from like the energy to, all right. Like I didn't even say anything. I just was like, uh, it, you know, kind of like this, like, ah, come on, Mel. Like, and I laughed because it's so corny to stand there in your underwear and high five yourself. I mean, who does that? So I'm like, oh, wow. It's got, it's really, you know, and I kind of like did one of these things. Like, it's not that bad. You still have a house. You still have your health. Pick your chin up. Like I wasn't even saying it, but the energy shift was that. Right. Just like if you blew a free throw in a basketball game and your attitude starts to tank, if a friend uh, and a teammate came up to you and were like, Brian, shake it off, man. Come on. We got this. Yeah. Immediate energy shift, yeah. right? So it was the second morning, though, when things got really wild. So I woke up the second morning in April of 2020. Same overwhelm, same defeated energy, same like, ugh, get out of bed, five, four, three, two, one. And I start walking to the bathroom. And this is when I started to actually discover the profound nature of what was unfolding. So the first thing that I realized is that I was walking to the bathroom. I was feeling something I'd never experienced in my adult life. You know how when you're about to go see somebody you really like, a good friend, you're going to walk into a cafe and have a cup of coffee? What do you know, feel somewhat right comforting, as you're about like to walk someone's in got your back? Yeah, excited. You're going to see somebody you like. Yeah. I actually felt that about the idea of seeing myself. Now, I've been excited before to see an outfit or a haircut. I don't think in my entire adult life I've actually ever experienced the feeling of being excited to see the human being, Mel Robbins. Mm -hmm. And so as I round the corner into the bathroom, the profound nature of what was occurring hit me. And then I had the second realization. Every morning in the bathroom, there are two human beings. There's you and there's a human being in the mirror. That's not your reflection. I want you to think about it like it's another human being. And that human being needs you. They are trying really hard and they need you to stop criticizing them and they need you to stop focusing on what's going wrong and they need you to start being more encouraging and kinder. And when I realized, holy shit, there is a woman staring back at me that is trying her best. Mm 
And she's been waiting for me to wake the fuck up and see her and help her. I just felt this like, it was a really spiritual moment. And I put my toothbrush down and then I asked myself this question. And it's a question I had never asked myself before. I mean, we were just and the question back, was this, you know, what does she up, need from me today? Reminiscing about the good old days and all that. <laughs> You know, tracking my roots, where I came from and where I'm going.